0: Hello, church family. Welcome to another Sunday recap podcast. I'm sitting here with David Wojnicki.
1: And Jason Smith. How are you this morning? I'm
0: good. Good morning. It's been uh, a couple weeks. First, this, this podcast, for those of you who have not listened in before, it's just uh, uh, Dave and I sit and chatting about uh, the Sunday prior, uh, usually, and uh, things from that service and yeah. Uh, expand on some things that we weren't able to. So uh, yeah, it's been two weeks. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you were getting back from a trip.
1: I know. Yeah, we were being so consistent. And then I was gone uh, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'd gone to El Salvador. And okay. um, so that's why I wasn't here. I know you weren't feeling well. Yeah. I was in fact, recovering from a cold. In fact, we had announced that you were supposed to preach supposed that to Sunday. Preach.
0: And, and yeah, y'all, y'all even talked to me early in the week about getting somebody to replace me that Sunday. And I was like, oh, no, I'll be better. And Uh, Glad we listened to to the council of you guys. Well, uh, yeah. Because I wasn't better, but Alan Giles did a wonderful job. Yeah. Great, great message.
1: That's, yeah, that's so, what I uh, what I heard. But
0: So you did go to El Salvador. Yes. Tell me about that. What, 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 what was that all about?
1: Yeah, it was kind of funny. I actually, uh, not everybody knew that I was going down there. I wasn't trying to hide it or right. anything. Even I got a I got a text from my, from my sister and uh, she's like, why are you in Florida? And uh, I'm like, uh, I'm on vacation. <laughs> actually, I was on my way back from El Salvador. Uh, it was a pretty quick trip. You know, we are all about missions here at Valley yes, Center Community Church. Yes. We're passionate about bringing the gospel to the ends of the earth and uh, Our church currently supports five missionary families who are all over the world. They're in Africa, they're in Spain, Southeast Asia. And uh, one of the missionary families that we sent out, actually the first missionary family that we sent out from our church were Mike and Brittany Peterson uh, to El Salvador. And uh, so they went down there 10 years ago to go into the country. They had vacation there for years and they established guest homes okay. for missionaries to come and to get respite. El Salvador, a very dangerous company, or company, country at country. the time <laughs> at the time that they went down there. And, uh, and they just knew that missionaries needed some respite. So they went down to go and do that. We sent them and then in the process of that, they also began to start a ministry in their community of El Zante. And, um, and so God did some just amazing things with them over the last 10 years. Uh, One blessing the missionaries in El Salvador through the guest homes and through the retreat that we would uh, help them put on every year. And then in El Zante, God raised up a man by the name of Jorge who had worked with them. He gets saved and he touches that community. The first time I went down to El Salvador was 16 years ago. Totally different country than I've seen over the last, you know, 16 years, I've been down yeah. there I think seven times. Okay. This trip was specifically kind of a, uh, a conclusion to a season for Mike and Brittany down there. Uh, I went down with uh, other board members and then a member from our church, one of our mission committee members, Matt Conway, to just see what God had done. Because okay. the ministry yeah. now is transitioning from Mike and Brittany giving direct oversight uh, to the community outreach being overseen by locals there. Okay. And then uh, they're handing off the missionary care. And so they're kind of in transition, they're no longer kind of full-time missionaries but they're still helping the work. And so um, right. beautiful to see, to see the country just so transformed. And that's what I went down there to do. And uh, we're hoping to send a team again this year. They're going to do the retreat again called The Gathering. And so we'll send a team down in February to go help uh, watch children while missionaries come and hear the word and are encouraged. And uh, so that's what I was doing uh, down there. But uh, it's crazy. Great. You know, I said on Sunday, this country had the highest murder rate in the world at one time, and, uh, and now um, it's less than Canada. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's incredible. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, glad you had a good trip and glad uh, that, that you are able to bring that stuff back to us. Yeah. Um, let's jump back to yesterday. It was, it was a great day. We, we brought in, I'm not sorry, I don't remember how many. How many members did we say? 15? Uh, 15, yeah. 15. That was 15 great. new members, yeah. Uh, so I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, we, we did membership. We brought them before everybody. We have the member covenant. Where do we get that from? How, uh, biblically, how do we say,
1: hey, here's, here's why we do membership at Valley Center Community Church? Yeah, you know, membership in the church is something that uh, it's interesting how people kind of respond to it or, or to think about it. And, um, you know, here's how we've come to understand membership in the church. You're not going to find a Bible passage that says, uh, Become a member of a church. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but here's how we understand it and why we do church membership here at the church. Why we distinguish between somebody who's just a regular attender and somebody who's a member of, of the church. The, the scriptures teach a number of things. One, the church that we have here on earth is the local expression. Each individual church, you know, we got different churches here in Valley Center. We got our church. We got Grace Point. We got Ridgeview. You know, each individual church is a local representation of the universal church. Okay. And we know that because when Paul writes to Timothy, who's the pastor of the church in Ephesus, he says, I'm writing to you, Timothy, so that you would know how your church is to act as the household of God, <laughs> which is why we talk about um, church being a family, right? We say, you know, the church is a family, and so we know that the church is established by God, and then the scriptures also teach. We see this in First uh, Peter, we see it in First Timothy, we see it in Titus, we see it in Acts, <laughs> that God has designed the church to have um, leaders, shepherds who help to oversee those local congregations, like clearly taught within the scripture. You know, if you have a local church, you're supposed to have leadership who serve underneath the Lord. They're not higher than or greater than the members of the the church, but they're called to this special role. And then you see that if you are saved, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are connected to the church universal, right? Right the right. church for all time, but then you are called to be a part of a local body. Mm-hmm. So 1 Corinthians, Romans talks about we've been given gifts that we are to use to build up the body of Christ, and, and God gives those gifts to us. So if, if I'm a believer, I need to be part of a local church where I'm using my gifts in obedience to the word of God, but that's not all. The scriptures also say, we see this in Hebrews, where we're called to um, obey our leaders That we're supposed to not only identify with the local church, but to identify as a believer with those men who I come underneath who are called to shepherd my soul. So 1 Peter talks about, you know, in chapter 5, to the elders, it says, you know, shepherd the flock among you, you know, exercising oversight over them. Well, this is where then church membership comes together. If the church is supposed to have leaders, and if I as an individual Christian am supposed to be a part of a church... Mm -hmm. um, how do I, as an elder, know which people I'm called to shepherd? Right, right. <laughs> and then, like Hebrews says, I, as an individual Christian, how do the leaders know that I'm putting myself underneath them? Men are called to shepherd. Individual Christians are called to come underneath certain leaders. So how do you do that? The application of God's word yes, we call church membership. Yes. So that's what we do. We invite people who attend the church to say, hey, listen— Am I, are you, as elders, are we called to shepherd you? Well, only if you identify that we're the right. leaders that, that are supposed right. to shepherd you. And, uh, and so we call people to church membership. So there's that, there's that formal covenant that we make with one another where if you're just a member of the church, you, you come to me and say, Dave, I, I recognize you as mm-hmm. as one of the elders who's called to shepherd me. And I'm able to say, you know, I accept and I, and I understand that and I'm taking that responsibility. And so we do that formal process where we have the explore class so people can learn about the church. Are these the leaders I want to come under? Is this a church I want to use my gifts in? And then we interview them so that they can express that to us. We can hear their testimony of faith and they can affirm that they want to be shepherded. And then the final thing is we bring them up here before everybody and you're like, why do we do this formal thing? (laughs) It's because I've had that conversation with somebody individually, privately, but how do you, the rest of the church body know which people have said this is my church you are the brothers that i'm supposed to serve the sisters i'm supposed to serve here's the here's the, you know the people i'm supposed to come under and some people bristle at the idea of like you know oh you know membership right. you know and i'm like it's funny i don't know about you but i'll be like you know uh, how many how many members are in your family you know you talk yeah. about we You're, use that we say we're for family right. members you right. Know? Right. these are my family members this is my brothers right. you know so so um, so that's how we yeah. think about membership yeah. Yeah, the
0: so the, the word is not in the Bible, but the concept is definitely there.
1: Yeah, you it's the application it. of yes. all those verses that I talked yeah. about. And
0: some people, just a reminder, we as elders, we're also members of this church. Oh, and absolutely. So not only do we get to submit to one another, but we also, uh, we still have those shepherding cares as well, which is it's so neat.
1: Yeah, and I loved what uh, Pastor John said yesterday. Um, when somebody becomes a member of this church, they are... Um, assigned a specific care shepherd yes so we have the elders who oversee the governance of the church and the shepherding of a church but then we have our care shepherds Um, those are the elders of the church and then there's three additional men who Mm. are qualified in our eyes to be able to care for and and they report back to specific elders but they are also there with us to care it's kind of like the model that Moses had right yes (laughs) when he was trying to care for Israel and then his father in law is like hey this isn't a good idea. Divide, the, Div- divide yes, it up. Yes, and so sure. anybody who's a member of the church, I know you have people that are, you know, uh, under, uh, you're their care shepherd. Yes. Um, and so you're their primary point of contact, but it doesn't preclude them from coming Absolutely. to me or to, or to somebody Absolutely. else, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, but I think that's something special that we do is, yes. is that we're like, we want people to feel that, that care. And we do our best with that. Like we, we're never going to do it perfectly. Never. But, um, but we want to, that's how we're trying. We're just trying to apply what God's word clearly teaches. And, uh, and put it into a formal, formal way. Great. That's yeah, a great question. Yeah. But yeah, I, we yeah. get that a lot. A lot of people ask what that looks like.
0: Well, and also yesterday on Sunday, you, uh, taught a passage that's normally only read during Christmas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: how was that? Was that, was that, uh, you seem kind of excited about it. You kind of alluded to like, to be able to take that passage and separate it from Christmas season. Even, we're almost there.
1: Yeah. No, we are almost in the Christmas season. And, uh, I, I think you and I were talking earlier in the week. I can't remember, but I said it was a little unsettling and weird way to just come to this text, which for my entire life, you know, I've looked at or studied typically around the Christmas season and to just take it in the flow. Like tr- I did my best. I'm like, what if, what if I didn't have all this, <laughs> these <laughs> thoughts of Christmas and right, the songs and right. the carols? And I was just like, and I was just reading the text as it was. And it was a little like, it was fun. It was a little disconcerting, mm. you know, in the sense of like, okay, no, like, let's just come mm. to it. So, yeah, I was excited about it. Um, and I think it's good for us. I love the Advent season, yeah. remembering the birth of, of Christ. But uh, we don't just have to do it in around December, you right. know. Right. We can do it any time of year. So what stood out
0: to you? And specifically, let me ask this. What yeah. stood out to you that you weren't able to share oh with us yesterday? I'll narrow yeah. it down a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, my goodness. Um, so there were so many things, and that's the nice thing about preaching chapter two here, um, looking at Jesus' birth on Sunday and then now looking at the the narrative with the shepherds and what happens immediately after his birth Mm. because I can bring some of those things back. But first, you know, really hit on the historicity. You know, what's going on in time and space. I was... Like, I've known this from studying over the years, how much tradition comes in that is just simply not a part of the story, things that we assume or have been added later. Um, Like, I kind of knew that, but that continued to surprise me. Like, for instance, December 25th, you know, uh, why is Christmas celebrated on December 25th? Well one of the reasons and i don't have my notes in front of me so I, so i apologize the broad story is uh, there was a priest within side of the church who wrote to a bishop i can't remember who i'll go back in my notes and I'll, yeah. I'll look at it but we have historical evidence of this he wrote and he said when was jesus born so we can we can know and this guy for reasons known only to him wrote back december 25th okay all right so that's one of the like that's one of the things and now there's reasons why people were celebrating that but But like, so that's one thing. So we know he wasn't born on December 25th, you know. So just when you look at the history and why we came up with certain things, you know, it's good to explore that, you know, and to be able to understand. But here's one of the big things. I didn't get to say this on Sunday, um, just for time's sake. You know, when you look at the story here in verses 1 through 7 of Jesus' birth, I'm just shocked at the simplicity of it. And what I mean by that is I made a big point yesterday of how when Jesus was born in fulfillment of Isaiah 53, he took no earthly advantages for himself. He came humble and lowly so no one could look at him and, and so he would get all the glory for living a life of perfect obedience without having power, prestige, wealth, or any of those things, okay? But not only did he, do we just see that overall in his life and in his birth, but the fact that, listen, his birth was proclaimed by an angel to Mary. You got an angel talking to Zechariah. And yet when Jesus comes to be born, the verses say, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. Like Luke makes it very clear. She just, she gave birth. Like anybody else gave birth. There's not all this Mm -hmm. fanfare. There's no angels that show up. Mm -hmm. There's no supernatural or or outside help that she receives in giving birth to Jesus. So number one, the fact that Luke... Says it so simply, so clearly, just to me gives more credibility to his account, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't add anything. If I mean, God is being born. Right. God is being born in a human form. You would think that maybe like there's some angels or there's some light or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, later traditions come around and they say things like, um, you know, Mary didn't cry when she gave birth. Mm yeah mm. there was there's no pain uh there's other traditions that came about that she she somehow was able to maintain her virginity after giving birth that that was somehow preserved that jesus didn't cry and that's and it's like no, it was a regular birth and uh and so that was something that's like one more evidence of of God saying. As I come down, as I'm born, I'm not taking any advantages. No yeah. angels helping me out here. Yeah. Nobody. And we're going to see it. We're going to get very soon to his temptation in the wilderness yeah. with Satan, right? And again, he's like, do this, do this. And, and he never does it. He never calls mm-hmm. upon things that are mm-hmm. to, his, to his advantage, including in, in his birth. And, uh, and so I love that. was one of the things that really stood out to me. Nice. Okay, yeah.
0: great. Yeah. Well, um, Tell you what, we are getting into that Christmas season. Yeah. Uh, I know it's November, but it, it's stores already have all the Christmas things. Yep, up. yep they do. So, which, which I know some people travel in summer, some people travel in winter. So I'm gonna go off of the Bible now. I'm gonna okay. ask you a question. Um, <laughs> traveling, vacation,
1: favorite family vacation? Either you know, summer or winter. You know. So all right, or in between? Uh, what? Watch, watch me tie this back. to the uh, Go ahead, do judgment. it. Do it. So, uh, like. Isn't it funny that we do do traveling like around the holidays and around yeah. Christmas <laughs> when when Mary and Joseph had to travel from yes. <laughs> from Nazareth yeah. to Bethlehem yeah. you know the, the So we're first, just keeping in tradition. We're <laughs> just keeping with tradition that the, the, the first Christmas involved travel to see family, right? You he's see from the from, he's from the house and lineage of David. So I just thought that like that's kind of a funny oh, that's, that's, funny that's thing funny. that we still that's are funny. with each other on the holidays but uh, um, yeah with, with travels. So uh, favorite family vacation mm-hmm. Ooh. Now we're we talking childhood or are we talking like current oh. day. You know, like you no, see, that's hard too. <laughs> right, right? Yeah, like do you do you pick a favorite? Um man, I, I think, you know, for for our family, for my immediate family. Yes. I'll just say with the with the kids that we have now, you know, getting to have some uh, experiences. We've been blessed to go and travel and, and see some different things and uh, I know if you were to ask my girls. Um, you know, I've talked about this. We got to go to Washington, D.C. back in 2019 together as a family, and that was their first time to the East Coast and and seeing that. And uh, we just had some great experiences, Mm. you know, seeing Mm. history that – that we hadn't seen. They were just, they were troopers, you know, with that. We just spent all that time together and adventure and driving and stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, another trip was we got to go to Yosemite one time. And we had a little camper outside of the park and got to, got to hike around. And that was our first time seeing Yosemite and the majesty of that. Yeah. And that's always cool when you get to share something with your kids like Washington, D.C., yes. and stuff that they'd seen on TV, and they were, yeah. like, blown away by... It's like, oh, it's real. And then they go to Yosemite, um, and they yeah. get to see that. And uh, we've had a lot of other, you know, great trips, you know, as as well. We feel blessed in that, but those are some. How about for you guys? What is it for some?
0: Yeah, we always like to go to Texas, of course. Of course. Um, but you know what? A couple of years ago, we went to Arizona, went to the Grand Canyon. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was great. It, the whole trip was... Well, the whole trip was wonderful. Oh,
1: I remember. <laughs> uh,
0: and we had a nice cabin. But we had a kid who went to the emergency room, and then we had some sickness. But it just follows with us. So it's <laughs> like, it was one of the greatest trips and one of the worst trips at the same time. So. And also in Arizona, we like to get down to uh, Tombstone.
1: Yeah, yeah, you
0: to, to to see that. Yeah, that's always fun. So
1: I, I always tell you, I love the uh, when you guys do something. Just the uh, what it's not the ratio. The uh, I'm trying to think of. Uh, there's just a higher percentage of, of something happening, uh, either for good more, or for yeah, bad. Yeah, you the, know, with the number. Of,
0: and somebody number catches something, they're gonna pass it around, or they yeah. get a one of them got bit by something, and so his foot was infected. I just you know, good times. So. Yeah, yeah. But it, you can still see the blessings out of it. The time together as a family, and
1: uh, that's yeah. a big part of it, right? The it it time time together. Is. Is. Uh, um, you know, as we are, as we are thinking about the Christmas season, I'll throw out, you know, one more thing. Yeah. Um, for us as a church, so, you know, we're here, we're studying Luke. Um, so we're going to be in the kind of the birth narrative kind of up through Christmas season. So we're not doing like a full-blown, you know, yes. a whole separate like Advent season yeah. here in December because we'll just be going kind of through this story. Um, but uh, Christmas Eve this year, what's, what's yeah, going on? It's, a little, it's on a Sunday
0: this it's year. It's a Sunday morning. So, so
1: tell, tell everybody, what do, what do we kind of have planned for it? So we're actually going to stick with our normal
0: Sunday morning yep. service since it is on a Sunday. Right. And we will take uh, what we traditionally do on Christmas Eve service and move some of that to Sunday morning. No yeah. evening right, no Christmas evening. Eve service this year, just the two, two Sunday morning, 9, 10, 45. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll still sing carols. Uh, even though the room is bright, we still plan on doing some yeah. candles in here, so... And
1: we've done that, you know, yeah, we've done yeah. that in the past. So it'll we'll still be past, candlelight, but, Sunday, but we'll be yeah. bringing yeah. those traditional, yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve films. So it'll film. be fun, Yeah, we'll be feels. decorated in here, and I yeah. know uh, the ladies, they'll kick it off uh, the Christmas uh, season for us. Uh, they have their Christmas Eve, Christmas. or their Christmas... Uh, Christmas dessert. Dessert on, evening. On um, the first Friday, which is December 1st. Yeah, yeah, and so that'll be fun. The The, yeah. the place so, will be decorated yeah. again, and, and so we'll be in that... In that season, yeah, looking so. forward
0: to it. Yeah, we'll be good. A It'll year. be good, good time. Great, great so. time of the season. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us, and God willing, we'll see you next. And week. and by Go the ahead. way,
1: if people do listen and they have questions or things come yeah. up, yeah, please yeah. let uh, us know. Yeah,
0: questions at vccc.org That's or right. email one of us, and uh, we'd we'd love to answer those questions. Yeah, yeah. All right. Have, all right. have a great week.
1: Bless.